Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wool on us. Painting and taking on all the plates and paint and troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinizing through their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get Uh, for as long as I've been in and around the tech industry, uh, there have been quite reasonable concerns about what a male-dominated field it is. Uh, it's only more recently, I think, that people have gone back and, and looked at the roots of how the tech industry became uh, sort of a guy's industry. Uh, and the story is you know, basically as predictable as it is tragic. Uh, early on in the rise of the computing industry, actually many of the jobs were held by women. Uh, but that was mainly because they were considered more menial or low status jobs. And as tech and programming became more prestigious and unfortunately predictable, but astoundingly depressing level of sexism came into play, uh, pushing many women out of the field, uh, often by discouraging them from even getting started uh, with computers in school. Uh, thankfully, more recently, there have been at least some efforts to try and correct that imbalance, uh, though there's still a very, very long way to go. Uh, one such effort was started a few years ago by two Chicago high school students called GirlCon. Uh, it's an international tech conference focused on empowering female and non-binary identifying students to go into STEM fields. Uh, this year, GirlCon will be holding its fourth annual conference from June 27th through the 30th, and this is the second year that it will be held virtually for somewhat obvious reasons. Uh, and on the podcast today, uh, we have one of the co-founders of GirlCon, uh, which is Kyla Guru, and the co-director of this year's event, uh, Vidya Bharadwaj. Uh, so welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Sure. Uh, thanks. Thanks for taking the time, especially as I know you're still getting ready for the conference now. So, uh, Kyla, let's start with you. And, and since you helped start the event, uh, I, I know that the sort of standard question to ask is always kind of, you know, where did the idea come from? But I, I think the, 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 where the idea came from is probably somewhat obvious. So I'm actually going to ask a slightly different question, which is I, I kind of want to know, you know how, how did you make it happen? There, there are a lot of people out there with ideas that, um, that they never execute on, but you've turned GirlCon into this amazing success story and that's on its fourth year. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about you know, turning the event from an idea into reality? Yeah, certainly. Thank you for the question. Um, so I think the number one factor was just having someone else on board who shared the vision and idea who could also keep me sort of accountable for seeing this project through. Um, and that was Molly, my co-founder. So Molly and I really worked um, off of each other in that very first year. Um, and quite honestly, like we didn't even know how the event would turn out. Um, a lot of times we would just share this vision with our friends and things like that. And we wouldn't know if the event would come to fruition or how many people would go to the event or whether we were ordering like 50 sandwiches and if anybody would come eat them. Like we were just kind of doing things without really knowing um, what the turnout would be like. But what we learned was like when you attempt and when you try and put positivity out there, uh, there is a positive reception in the community and the community will receive that in a way that 
is impactful. So, um, so what we saw was even in our first event, we were able to garner the support of like over a hundred young women and professionals who came to the event. So, um, so I think what really allowed us to see that through was we kind of didn't let each other jump off of the ship too early. Um, and we also kind of had this vision and mission in mind of like, we're staying here regardless of how this turns out and we're seeing this through. Um, we're, and also at that point, I think we also had the sponsoring companies and people, other stakeholders involved where we really needed to see it through and we wanted to as well. So I think that's really what pushed us forward. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's 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 a great story, and it it seems like a, a really great success. And and you know, now that it's it's on its fourth year, you know, how have you seen the event evolve? You know, from from its from that sort of first version uh, to to where it is now. Yeah, well, certainly with um, the challenges that twenty twenty brought, we <laughs> yeah. were yeah, we definitely had to shift as we were like our whole basis of the event was the magic of um, being in person and being with each other. But what we saw was we were able to translate that magic online and have this virtual event that was even more impactful and democratizing technology than we had seen ever before. And um, obviously that would not be possible without people in a team, um, including individuals like Vidya, who continue to be on like our high school organizing team, really spearheading these efforts. I mean, I think that's what contributes to the creative creative direction and magic of each year's event is just seeing how the high school team is leading the charge and taking their own initiative. Um, so, so yeah, we couldn't do it without people like Vidya. Cool. So that that's a perfect point to, to bring in Vidya. Uh, so you're co-directing this year's event uh, while, as, as mentioned, still being a high school student. So uh, how, how did you first get involved with GirlCon in the first place? Yeah, so I was an attendee. Um, it was right before my freshman year of high school. They had the first conference at Northwestern. And um, I was totally new to the whole tech industry. I didn't really know. And I went there and I was totally inspired by the whole community that was there. And it was the first year. And I know Kyle is talking about like the behind the scenes and the burritos and how many um, <laughs> food things. But as an attendee, we didn't really see all of that. It was super well planned. And we Honestly, I was just so shocked by the number of students that were there and seeing all those professionals really inspired me to also want to get involved in this and help create that impact. So the next year they had team applications and I applied and um, it turned out to be a really great experience. And so since then I've just, um, you know, thrown myself into planning this conference <laughs> along with Kyla and the rest of the team. So it's been really, really amazing seeing this transform from that first year and then having it grow virtually also, as Kyla mentioned, we've been able to get, get a lot more attendees online. So it's been pretty yeah. amazing. So, you know, that brings up a point about, you know, this year and last year, obviously being virtually run, um, you know, what's gone into putting it together and, um, and, and running it as a virtual event that's, that's maybe different from when it was an in-person event. Yeah, so a lot of the planning um, changed format. So we had to think more about, okay, what type of platform are we going to use? Zoom, Google Meets, things like that. Um, it definitely like changed our whole perspective on how we, like who we're targeting, because normally it mm. was just Chicago-based and our range was quite limited. But having it online opens it up to basically the entire world because everyone's online right now using you know virtual 
tools to go to school even. So having right. it online just, you know, made it a lot easier for us to reach a larger audience. Um, yeah. And Kyla, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that as well, but. Yeah, I think um, definitely, as Vidya said, we were asking different questions, like how do we engage our community in this virtual manner? Our community is sort of the the blood the that's running through the veins of GirlCon. So we really wanted like this community aspect to be preserved and to be nourished online, which is a very difficult question to ask. And I think a lot of organizations are dealing with the same question right now is how do you foster community while we're all sitting, you know, thousands of miles away from each other. But I think um, that was a big question that we asked for GirlCon. And we aimed to do that through having like regional meetups where people could meet people in the Mm -hmm. area. Um, And then having, you know, coffee chats and various things where people could feel like they were actually part of this GirlCon community that was growing and growing. Um, And then I also think that we were just asking other difficult questions, like how do we engage, allow our sponsors to engage with our community Mm -hmm. in a new way? And, And all of that brought up new challenges, but I think like facing those challenges made us a stronger organization and community in general. Yeah, and and um, just because I'm curious, actually, like what what technology platforms are you using for the for the virtual aspect of the event? Because there's so many out there. Yeah, so this year we're mainly using Zoom. Um, okay. So all of our breakout sessions will be through that. So our conference is structured with a couple of different um, parts to it. So we have our breakout sessions, which is like tech plus a passion, and so all of that is to show uh, the attendees like how technology is basically embedded in every single field. And so we have things like tech plus fashion, tech plus journalism, tech plus artificial intelligence. And so everything that you can think of, we have. And uh, all of these are um, run on Zoom. So that way we're trying to have as much interactivity as possible. And I think Zoom offered that. And most people are comfortable. Like we use that Mm. for school and things like that. So they're used to using Zoom. And then um, we also have keynote sessions, which are going to be live streamed. Um, And so that's because we wanted to reach a larger audience and not everyone can join on Zoom and ask questions for that. So um, we wanted to make sure that everyone can watch it later also. Um, And yeah, so we also have professional development sessions, which are um, for students to actually gain skills of whether it's like resume building, interview preparation, and all of this is... Um, also going to be on Zoom. And then this year we're offering a new thing. So like Kyla was talking about, um, it's a lot. it was a lot for us to adapt to a virtual format last year because we were initially planning for it to be in person. And then all of a sudden we had to shift gears in March and <laughs> right, right. we were k- kind of unprepared. But this year um, we wanted to make sure that we had a lot of interactivity between the attendees and the professionals. So um, we have one-on-one sessions this year. So that way students can actually talk to the people and get feedback and actually improve their skills. So we have a lot of um, one-on-one coffee chats and one-on-one like resume building sessions where they can actually hand people their resumes and improve their skills and actually gain something from the conference as well. Cool. And and uh, I probably should have clarified at the beginning, um, is is the main audience expected, it's it's all students or or uh, you know, like recent graduates as well, or, or what's who are you targeting as as attendees? Yeah, so the main target is high school students. Um, okay. We do welcome anyone who wants to come. Um, we always have a group of middle school students and college students as well. 
Um, but the main target audience is high schoolers. Cool. And, and then, um, on the, on the speaker side, you mentioned some keynotes, but you know, for, for some of the other sessions, you know, what kinds of speakers do you have? Yeah, so they're usually from all different industry professionals, and so we try to look for um, women who can talk about their experiences, and we, like I said, our breakout sessions are pretty diverse, and we have a lot of different fields, so that's a big part of planning is reaching out and finding individuals who want to talk about their experience and also talk about what it's like in that career field. Because as a high school student myself, I, I know that I'm interested in tech, but I'm not sure what I want to do. And so going to these sessions allow me to also explore different career options and um, talking to them provides that. So all of our speakers are from different companies that and they usually just talk about their own jobs. So they talk about what they do. And for example, we have tech plus law. And so we have someone who talks about her experience with law and how technology mm -hmm. is used in her job. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much how our sessions go. Very cool. Um, Kyla, to, to bring you back into the conversation a little bit, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about how the event has evolved over the years, but can you talk just a, a little bit about, you know, some of the, you know, both challenges, I guess, and, and successes that you've seen over the years in, in creating this event and building it out? Yeah, certainly. And um, just wanted to work off of Vidya there and just talking about the diversity of breakout sessions. That is definitely mm -hmm. something that we're seeing um, increasing every single year, as well as just like increasing in the depth of the depth and the breadth of topics that are covered. Um, like one thing I will definitely give props to the team this year. We've been trying to get Disney to come like every year. And <laughs> this year, finally, they're, they're doing a really cool like tech plus animation session, I believe. Oh, so, cool. um, so I think it'll be really, it's companies like that that are like coming and these professionals that are connecting with um, high school aged young women. And we see those connections really blossom into something greater, even post conference where I'll talk to attendees that, um, We'll say that like, hey, I shadowed one of the professionals that I saw at GirlCon my first year and I shadowed her and now I'm like looking to go enter the same career path. Stories like that really like allow yeah. us to feel forward and like understand the impact of what we're doing, the work that we're doing. So um, we'll definitely say that that's something really cool that we're seeing as we progress through the years of GirlCon. Um, and obviously people coming back to contribute to the team after, um, after being a part of the conference and being a participant is really awesome as well. But I think the main thing and the coolest thing is always just seeing the array of speakers and the array of breakout sessions that we're able to bring on and inspire our girls with. Yeah, that's that's really cool. You mentioned Disney, which is obviously great that, that they're involved. Um, just because because of the nature of the the tech field, um, are there also like you know entrepreneur startup type folks as well speaking? Because it's you know this is a field where that's a, you know you have the big companies and you have the startups and you have the the sort of medium sized ones, but but so much of the important stuff is in the entrepreneurship. So uh, do you have you have some some entrepreneurs speaking as well? Yeah, we do. Yeah, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, Vidya, you go. I'll go after. Yeah, so we have, like you said, a, an array of speakers. Um, we definitely have the big companies like IBM, Google, Disney coming in. But, yeah, we have a lot of um, speakers. A lot of our speakers don't 
we don't necessarily like care about the brand also, but just their story right. and the impact they're able to bring to these students. And so, um, yeah, we do have a lot of startups. Like, for example, our Tech Plus Law, she actually runs her own law firm. And so um, a lot of our speakers, we're really looking for their stories and type of impact that they're able to make on these students. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, and just to that's add. Cool. Yeah, just to add to that, even last year, we had like professional development sessions that were all about um, startups and entrepreneurship. So we had a speaker come in who works in venture capital and talking about, especially like females in venture capital, speaking Mm -hmm. about like, what is the impact that could be made in that space? And like, what are the different options when you start an organization to either like take it public or like sell the organization? Like thinking about like big questions like that, that, you know, even like as a student in college, like those are things that like I'm learning like in classes and things. So it's really, really cool to see, as Vidya said, like these speakers who are doing this work every day um, come and make such a positive impact. Yeah, I, I think that's that's great, and it's it's really important, and, I, and I'm excited that you're you know I, I think when when people think about STEM stuff, they often get very very focused just on the hard technology aspect of it, and I think it's great that that it sounds like this is a really sort of well diversified group, and even like you know law, you know this is something that that we've spent a lot of time talking about on TechTurd is like having people within the law and policy and regulatory world that actually understand technology. Um, and it's, you know, it's been interesting. You know, one of the things that, that has been talked about is that in the tech policy world, it's not nearly as male dominated as, as sort of the more hard tech field. And I, I think that's great, you know, and important. And, and, you know, obviously all of these fields should be, should be a lot more equitable across, you know, across the gender gap. But, um, so I, I think it's really cool that, and, and same with the, the venture capital world, um, you know, having, because that is, that, that is perhaps even more extremely, uh, uh, non-diverse, uh, than, than the rest of the tech tech industry. My, my, um, my very first boss, uh, when I first moved out to Silicon Valley, um, who was was in a, you know, still is you know an amazingly brilliant uh, woman who who had a computer science degree um and then since went on to become a venture capitalist and is is one of the like very very few female venture capitalists that 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 I know of um and it's it's kind of amazing that that field is still so incredibly male dominated um so i i think it's great that that you know, encouraging people to think about it. I mean, I don't think I knew what venture capital was when I was in high school, you know? So, so, so just getting people to think about all of these different aspects, um, is really great. So, uh, you know, and and how much of that thinking has gone into the design, you know, to sort of, to show that, that wide, you know, uh, set of fields that all touch on, on STEM today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's sort of like, even how we started GirlCon and these these sessions that are so um, deeply tied with tech plus passion is just because mm-hmm. um, Molly and I noticed that like the conversations we would have with other young women were a lot of the time they would lead to us talking about like why they dropped out of like CS classes in high school. And we were trying to get to the root <laughs> of the issue, right. Of like understanding why we were the only girls like in the classes that are higher level. So 
Um, and some of the conversations we would have would um, teach us that like these girls thought that um, tech was not applicable to their career field in the future. And that's kind of what like set off this idea that we should like root all of our sessions in like the idea of tech plus passion, because right. we need to show that like every passion could be um, augmented by the use of technology. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting uh, that, you know, right now, you know, I keep trying to convince people that every industry is a tech industry and everything is, is related to tech in, in some way or another. Um, and it sounds like some of that thinking has gone into, into GirlCon as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of like movies and the media in general, when you talk about technology or like computer science or programming specifically, you know, you mm -hmm. think of someone in a basement in a dark room or, <laughs> you know, it's usually like this portrait that isn't really true anymore. Yeah. But um, I think our conference like really helps with that and changing that image in general. And for women too, for them to see other women and other mentors and role models who are actively taking a role in leadership really helps students feel comfortable and confident in talking about their own experiences and actually getting that confidence to pursue that. So that's a lot of what our conference does is also like helps build that community and mentorship relationships. And um, really, like, our conference theme this year is, like, take the mic. And so a lot of it is <laughs> making sure that we're providing students with that confidence to go and actually speak and say what they want to say and make sure that their voice is heard. And so a lot of that is what our conference aims to do and empower the students there. Yeah, that makes sense. That's very cool. Um, for for both of you, I guess, you know, what else do you think can be done to sort of close the gender gap in STEM. I mean, I think this is this is a great event, and and I was excited to learn about it and to have, to have you guys on the podcast. Um, but what you know, what else is there that that can be done? Yeah, so there's a there's a lot that needs to be done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you can start. All right. All right. So I think. Obviously, conferences like this definitely help, but I think there's a lot that goes into just society in the way that, you know, our education systems can definitely help with that. School systems um, should definitely, like, help empower students. And, like, as Kyla mentioned, in a lot of our CS classes, we just see there's this huge gap in the number of students that are female, and it makes it difficult, and I think it honestly discourages more students, more uh, girls to go join CS classes because they don't see anyone else and they feel like they might be afraid to speak up or lack that confidence. And so I think schools can definitely help empower the students by giving them that extra support, making sure that, you know, things like the fact that it should be equal, the numbers should should be equal, and empowering them at school and making sure that's reinforced from a young age is definitely important. Yeah. 100% agree with Vivia. I think this has to be such a community effort that is like ingrained in every part of society, like not only our education system, but also the corporations, um, which is pretty exciting. Like we've seen more and more organizations be receptive to this kind of messaging um, in the last few years, like as our conference grows, but um, definitely has to be like all industries, media, like Vidya mentioned as well, um, has to be involved. Um, and then I also think it comes back to sort of like the, the facts and the objective matters. So for example, like 
um, working on this pay gap that we're seeing, that we're still mm -hmm. seeing, unfortunately. Um, the fact that like a woman owns like 82 cents for every dollar that a man earns um, and the fact that that is even wider for um, for minorities and populations mm -hmm. of color. So I think that's definitely like a place for us to start and campaign for is just working on these things that are so um, blatantly obvious in society of why women are turning away from these jobs. Um, that even if there is passion, there are things that like we still have to fix. So, um, so I think that's something where we can work together as a community and like GirlCon is sort of the start of like empowering young women to know that they can take the mic and fight, raise their voice and, and come together for these causes. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's great. And that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you, you mentioned the media sort of briefly, but I think that's, that's like a really important point. I mean, you talked earlier about the, um, you know, sort of the image of people who are involved in, in programming and being like, you know, the, the guy in the hoodie in the basement, which is like, you know, the, the sort of, you know, stereotypical example that shows up in, in movies and TV. And, and it's, you know, yeah. un unfortunately rare that, that it's been dem demonstrated that like, that's, that's not mm -hmm. how it needs to be. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of amazed that we really haven't seen more yet of, of portrayals in, in TV and movies and, um, you know, wherever else, because these days, you know, it's not just TV and movies that actually shows, you know, just the, the fact that that women are in this in these fields already and, and doing more. And, and so mm -hmm. it would be cool if there were more ways to get that into sort of the mainstream media aspect as well. Definitely. Role models are key. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and and so I mean along those lines are, are there I know <laughs> this is probably a lot because you're you're both still students you know one in college one in, in high school um, but are you looking at ways to sort of take um, you know what the success is of, of GirlCon and and extend it out to try and tackle some of these issues? Yeah, well, I think every year our conference definitely has a theme that rings true to what's happening in society. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely like this year's theme um, is talking about tackling the deep rooted issues of injustice that we saw arise in like the summer of 2020 and then the conversation mm -hmm. that continued after that. So um, so I think every single year our conference will like stand for a mission and a message that's bigger than just like women in technology and what GirlCon um, is, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I would say. And then increasing, you know, the amount of people that are impacted by our mission, the virtual format has definitely allowed for that, but I foresee in the future, like hopefully next year that we can get back together in person. So I think a lot of the conversation next year will just be like, how do we keep this format of like democratizing our mission and having so many people involved like that 700 plus individuals come to our conference but still be able to keep that magic of like that in-person event so i think we'll be having a lot of conversations about like that expansion and um and the vision going forward yeah i, I mean i think that's that's really interesting it's i think it's, it's a thing that a lot of different folks who have gone from, from in-person events to virtual ones are now struggling with because like, 
obviously there are pros and cons to to both approaches and you know one of the pros is being able to get a lot more people involved you know and from all over the world so you get a lot more diverse perspectives as well you know it's not just you know not not just you know, people from from the US either you know and so but but there are also a lot of benefits to actually being in person and seeing seeing people you know together so um it's interesting to to hear that you know i think everybody is now dealing with this as as hopefully the world starts to move back towards opening up a little bit um you know how do you keep the the benefits but also bring back in the benefits of in person stuff as well so i i know you're focused on this year's conference but how much thought have you put into that um beyond just saying like yeah we need to we need to consider that for next year. <laughs> um, I think for next year, we were looking at a hybrid model because mm -hmm. we definitely wanted to continue reaching people around the world. But like Kyla mentioned, having it in person, there's definitely a different magic there where you can see people working together and have that community aspect even more reinforced. So, um, I, yeah, we were definitely looking at some sort of hybrid model where we could have some some sessions on Zoom and have some of them in person. We still have to figure out the logistics of that, but right. yeah. That's, that's, that's very cool. Um, so, I, I mean, is there, is there anything else uh, that you think is important for, for our listeners to know just about GirlCon and, and what it is you're trying to do? I know we've, we've covered a bunch of different things, um, but I want to make sure I, that there's, you know, we didn't miss something. So, is, is yeah, there anything for sure. GirlCon registration is open. So girlcon.org, you can go there and find all the information about the conference and register right now. It's completely free and open to anyone. And we highly recommend that you register soon. And we have a lot of swag as well. So a lot of our sponsors <laughs> give a lot of free t-shirts and water bottles and stickers and always a fun part of it. So And we have GirlCon t-shirts too. So we have a lot of our own merch. So definitely go register now. Yes, yes register now. And also <laughs> just wanted to add that um, if you can't make the sessions like during the time when they're running, all the recordings are also like going to be available. So if you if even if you have like any doubt, like I would just register, get your name down and join like our growing community. And and on the the sort of speaker mentor side or whatever, I know that you know we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast um, a lot, especially who work in sort of tech and law and tech and policy areas. Um, and uh, you know, do, are you still looking for more um, you know professionals to to get involved, or or maybe for next year, um, is there a way for them to to reach out to you as well? Yeah. So uh, for this year, we are a little bit closed off for new speakers sure. <laughs> but um definitely for next year we're always looking for people so you can email us at team at girlcon.org or just visit our website and you can find all the ways to contact us as well and cool. yeah our social media is at girlcontech on all platforms so linkedin facebook instagram twitter go find us and yeah and 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 follow and and uh, this is great. Uh, I'm, 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 I was really happy to learn about this and, and, and happy that you guys want to be on the podcast and, and to talk about it and, and hopefully spread the word to, to more folks in the tech industry um, and, and hopefully more high school students who can, who can take part and, and join uh, and participate. So um, 
thanks to, to both of you for, for taking the time, obviously for putting this event together while you're both in school uh, and, and doing it all probably mostly virtually, which I'm sure has been a challenge in its own way as well. Um, but uh, thank, thanks for, for everything that you've done and, and thanks for taking the mm-hmm. time to come on the podcast. Yes, we couldn't do it without our amazing high school team. So shout out to the GirlCon team for keeping this mission alive and for allowing this event to happen every year and Vid for leading the charge. Uh, but thank, thank you, you. Kyla. and Kyla for starting uh, it. I mean, she's so cool. <laughs> Excellent. No, but thank Excellent. you so much for having uh, us. And, We're super excited. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, this, this is, this has worked out great. And, and thanks to everyone for, for listening to the podcast as well. And we'll be back next week. Uh, if we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt.